0: Papa is brought to you by Just Some Podcast Video. The views on this podcast are those solely of the host and do not represent the views or opinions of any other institution. <laughs>
1: this episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at EchoHealth.com. That's E K O Health.com. And use code PAPA for 10% off. The stethoscope of your choice.
0: Nurse Papa!
1: Nurse Papa! Welcome to Nurse Papa, a podcast from the heart and mind of a pediatric oncology nurse and father. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a story of parenthood, or I tackle a parenting question from one of my loyal listeners in a segment called Dear Nurse Papa. In either case, I hope to come out on the other side with a better understanding of what makes kids and their parents tick. Lately, I've been thinking about time, how it seems to operate in such a relative manner according to what's happening in my life, and how I might feel about those happenings. My relationship to the passing of time has become even more difficult to nail down now that I have kids. Their development as young people discovering their place in the world And my understanding of what it means to be their dad does not always match up. But before we get to this week's episode about time passing, let's hear from our excellent sponsor. When I listen to little hearts and lungs at work, I use my 3M Litman Core digital stethoscope, powered with advanced Echo Core technology. With the press of a button, the sounds I hear can be enhanced 40 times, from this to this. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E K O Health.com. And use code PAPA for 10% off the stethoscope of your choice. Woo! And now, our episode. Time. It doesn't just pass, it takes us along for the ride, too. When my son was four years old, he marked the passing of time in a very different way than I and most other people do. Until very recently, he would only describe the future and the past in the most absolute of terms. In his unique perspective, any event that occurred in the past even if it happened two years prior, happened...
0: Yesterday.
1: Likewise, anything on the horizon to come, he labeled as...
0: Tomorrow.
1: The tomorrow descriptor might encapsulate his birthday a few months away, his hypothetical occupation as a doctor or a driver a few decades away, or something that might actually happen tomorrow, like, um, school although this zero-sum perception of time can be confusing there is also something so very elegant and liberating about it as well without meaning to do so my son actively challenges the neuro normative way most humans describe and perceive time somehow he has managed to unshackle many singular moments from the temporal binds and prejudgments to which they are normally associated I love this about him. I love that he thinks differently from the rest of the pack. Mm. Even for the most unimaginative of us, though, the passing of time is hard to nail down. Even though it is one of the most universally human experiences, the way in which each person encounters this process is quite subjective and altogether inconsistent. When I am stuck in a personally undesirable situation, Time seems to pass unbearably slow, as if it were being towed reluctantly behind one of the languid snails which inhabit and devour our vegetable garden. My impatience and the glistening snail trail remained the only substantial evidence that I was there, and that I either suffered, (laughs) laughed, or did both at the same time. In a joyful moment, when I am with my kids, or I am able to summon a flow state of mutual creation and destruction, time seems to speed ahead of me, like a toddler running from his parents, not looking back or even forward, only aware of the present moment and the sensation of wind and hair. I, too, must chase time when this happens, with the singular hope of somehow capturing it and wrestling it into a controllable stasis, one which I can maintain and control. And then, the moment is over. And I wonder where it all went, what will happen now, and, most importantly, when and what will my next meal be? Oh, yeah. The novel experience of parenthood offers a never-ending supply of lame temporal disorientations, just like this. The first couple of years of my daughter's life felt more like 10 years had passed. Everything was new, and just so very, very slow. Every milestone she achieved shifted my perspective about who she was and who she might one day be. Her first step, her first word, her first tooth, even her first poop in a toilet, rather than a diaper, marked not only a new beginning, but also the end of something too. A time that would never play itself out in the exact same way as it once did. Each change demanded that I, too, adjust my own actions and expectations.
0: Time, it seems, does not just pass us by, it molds and shapes who we are.
1: It alters how we see the world and how we navigate within it, too. It brings us along for the bumpy ride. Indeed, time is a rickety roller coaster, which all too often we are unaware we are even riding until a sudden drop causes us to scream or suddenly vomit upon the person we are sitting next to. Looking back, I realize that so much happened in that precious period between my daughter's birth and when she finally turned two years old. But it happened so slowly that I was mostly unaware of the tectonic shifts in my child's body and personality, and the shifts in myself, too. In those first few years of parenthood, life felt strangely predictable time felt linear and steady, more like a gentle Disneyland jungle cruise than a spiraling roller coaster. Sure, some strange and unexpected things happened, but the boat always felt more or less balanced. The north star which dictated our parental course appeared in the night sky as we always expected it would, and the only member of the family who threw up with any consistency was our temperamental cat who we eventually gave away. During those predictable days, my daughter and I had our daily routine down pat.
0: We had nowhere to go and all day to get there.
1: We walked around our neighborhood, sometimes for hours. She cuddled against me in the carrier or sat upon my shoulders pulling at my ears. With my ukulele in hand, I sang songs to her on a park bench overlooking the lake near our home. Once she was more mobile, we rolled around on the grass near that lake. We chased after the pigeons and the many grumpy geese who lived and shit there. Even though we never caught them, a few surly ones were bold enough to chase us back. Times like those taught us that the best lessons are often the ones that include a little bite. But there were many things which time did not teach me. My naive assumption, that my initial experience as a dad would somehow stand as a predictable template for the next child who would come along, turned out to be hopeful, yet utterly foolish. Oh, Everything changes. The minute you look away, life folds back on itself and presents something entirely new and utterly confusing. Time seemed to move differently when my son joined our party. Faster. There were now more pieces to our jigsaw puzzle, and they did not fit together quite as seamlessly as they once did. More was expected from us parents, too. Doing our best to keep two kids happy, healthy, and on track required more energy. Everything felt more hectic and rushed. Each day was encapsulated by the distraction of our own particular brand of crazy. The screaming, the fighting, the loving, the laughing, the general chaos of family. Not only that, but my son stubbornly refused to subscribe to the same pace of development as his older sister once had. He, it became increasingly clear, had his own unique sense of timing. Whereas his sister was talking, walking, and more or less squawking by her first birthday, he didn't take his first unsteady steps until he was almost a year and a half old. I will never forget that moment the memory is burned into a nostalgic room of my mind. My son had a head full of blonde David Lee Roth curls and a mouth full of yogurt. He made it about two feet before he fell on his chubby face. Even when he was slightly more mobile, he didn't so much as put two words together in a comprehensible way until he was almost twice the age his sister was when she did it. The milestones I had depended upon to dictate my own parental feelings and responses were not consistent with what I had come to expect. Was there something amiss with this newest member of our family? Did he need help? A speech therapist? A physical therapist? A motivational speaker, perhaps? Was his tongue tethered to the bottom of his mouth, or did he merely not have much to say? Was there something wrong with the way we were parenting him? Could we also benefit from the help of a motivational speaker? Questions such as this infused themselves into our morning spousal conversations as we waited for the glacial drip of our coffee maker to produce the elixir which would make our brains work properly. My wife generally advocated for early childhood intervention. She wanted to have our son evaluated to see if there was anything we could do to help him meet these milestones which had thus far eluded him. It was an entirely reasonable plan of action. But I resisted. Let's give him some time, I pleaded, and then we both shrugged our shoulders and turned our attention back to the slow and taunting drip of the coffee machine my reluctance to have our son evaluated by a licensed professional who actually knew what she or he was doing was complicated. I was probably nervous about what my child needing extra help would indicate about my skills as a parent and human. I also suspected that, much like myself, my son literally walked and talked to the beat of a different drummer. I'm very accustomed to working with kids whose development does not conform to the norms already established. And I'm leery of pathologizing behavior simply because it was
0: different.
1: I was a slow learner at his age, too. And look at me now. I'm completely literate, and I can walk without falling. Most of the time. Ultimately, though, my wife and I made the hesitant decision to not decide at all we did not determine that a speech or motor evaluation was unnecessary, but we also did not decide it was needed. In its own way, indecision becomes a decision by fault. Welcome to Parenthood.
0: A magical land where everything you do and do not do has a significant consequence upon the life of a little human.
1: We still occasionally worried about our son's developmental timing during our daily meditations over the coffee maker. But a combination of emotional inertia and the distractions of daily family life helped us to move forward without thinking too much about what might lay ahead for the boy's elocution and locomotion. And thank goodness for that. It turns out that we didn't have too much to worry about in the first place. The passing of time Worked it all out in the way it usually does, and without the help of professionals. Our son is not just walking these days, he's running, he's falling, and he has the bruises to prove it. Whenever he falls down, though, he gets right back up, ready to face the world on his own terms and in his own time. He's also talking. A lot. In fact, he just about never shuts up these days, and the inquiries and idiosyncratic theories which emerge from his brain and out of his mouth are like mana to my soul.
0: Papa, what comes after the sky? Papa, where's the earth end? Papa, where am I?
1: You're right here, son, I tell him.
0: Where is he, Papa?
1: What's even more interesting than all these creative inquiries is our son's expansive recall for the past now that he has achieved some mastery over his speech he constantly reminds us of events that happened during his early years past grievances are we frowned about former joys are recalled and sometimes recelebrated. memories that have become quite fuzzy to us seem to be clear as a bell jar in his pliant mind a while back he walked up to his mom and said without prompt or exclamation
0: i remember when i was in your belly I liked it there. It was like a roller coaster.
1: And then he went back to playing with his Transformer toys. Transformers! More than meets the I want to believe that this comforting memory is real. I want to accept that our son's recollection has somehow passed through the protective placental barrier and somehow allowed him to overcome the veil of time which lies between this life and whatever the hell came before it. If my son is indeed able to remember what it felt like to float around in the rollercoasting amniotic fluid-filled sac inside his mom, maybe he can reach back even farther in the time continuum. Perhaps he can tell me all about the souls and bodies which he once inhabited, before his life essence melded with a current cute boy that lives with us now. There are moments when I catch this weirdo son of mine staring intensely at an empty space in the distance his clear blue eyes which are the shade we both view the world through seem intensely focused upon a scene which is invisible to me but very much present to him who knows maybe he's contemplating one of the many mysteries of the universe we exist in or perhaps just like his father he is simply pondering what his next meal will be maybe it's a little bit of both the mundane and the fantastic coexisting side by side like old friends who have grown apart but still love each other a bit too much for their own good i don't know but what i do know is that the mysteries of this life have a way of revealing themselves when we least expect they will i can't accurately predict the future any more than i can relive the past i'll just have to wait and see who my son becomes and who i become too i'll have to be patient if i have learned one thing in my life it is that patience is a virtue and that eventually time will tell
0: Logical land, whatever thing you do and do not do have significant consequence upon the life of a little human.
1: Remember, Nurse Papa is also a book. Within it, you'll find stories that might just change how you look at life and indeed parenting. Nurse Papa has been my labor of love, but it offers much more than my own perspective. You'll learn from the voices of seasoned nurses some of my young patients, and these patients' parents, each adding their own personal perspective about love, life, death, and learning. Nurse Papa is now available for purchase on Amazon and other bookseller sites. Please consider picking up a copy, and when you're done, leaving a public review on Amazon, Goodreads, or anywhere else where people go to find meaningful books. Thank you so much for your support, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Nurse Papa Podcast.